Ladies and gentlemen, live from coast of the Carolinas by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is the moment sports betting fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Introducing the Fistful of Cash Podcast! What is going on, guys? You are tuned into the newest edition of the Fistful of Cash Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dale Lippin, in here breaking down the UFC on ESPN card for this weekend and uh, doing so on Instagram Live for, I think, the third week in a row. So, appreciate you guys following along on there if you do so. If not, uh, whenever we get the chance, we're going to start posting it up on Instagram when we're going to go live, so that way you guys can go ahead and join. And in doing so, we're hoping to sort of grow and reach a different audience than we've been reaching in the past. However, uh, I think that uh, what we've been doing so far is great, and I want to continue to build upon that success. And in order to do so, we got to branch out a little bit, and this is going to be one of the ways we do it. So, Without further ado, I do want to get into uh, the card for this weekend. There's two different, oh, like I, I guess you could say large cards this weekend, one with Bellator and also uh, with the UFC. We don't typically cover Bellator fights, uh, but whenever they do have these marquee matchups, like what, what they have uh, this weekend with Paul Daly taking on Michael Page, I usually like to weigh in a little bit. Um, with these. Now, the reason why I say that is because there's a little bit of value available on this Bellator card, namely uh, with the Czech Congo uh, Vitaly Minikov fight. Vitaly Minikov's been out for a long time, and Czech Congo is really good at making good fighters look bad. And coming in at plus 405, there's some value there with Czech Congo over Vitaly Minikov. Um, there's also a good chance that, that he just gets finished. But uh, there there's something there. Uh, another good one is Roy Nelson taking on Krokop, the rematch. Uh, Roy Nelson coming in at plus 145. Uh, there, there's, there's good value there as well. And Paul Daly, Michael Page. I, I am not sold on Michael Page yet. I'd love to see them actually uh, put him up against uh, a wrestler and see if his showboating antics work against that uh i think paul daly will stand there and play the game with him and playing in and in playing the game with them will probably end up uh getting caught but at plus 185 it's hard to count out paul daly the guy hits like a truck so not a bad play there uh either you know it's almost hell i'll do it right now while we're while we're sitting here parlaying all three of them together Let's say you throw a unit on it, a unit on a three parlay, coming back, uh, just absolutely, uh, absolutely massive. Uh, those of you watching on Instagram Live asking about soup, soup does not do the podcast regularly enough anymore. Um, always seems to have other things going on. In particular, uh, you know, he, he's rather busy with. Uh, some other extracurricular activities would love to get him back on the podcast more regularly. Uh, but for whatever reason, he has chosen to, uh, take a step back 
for a minute. Um, once college basketball picks up, uh, as far as March Madness goes, I imagine he will be he will be back in action. But I was told and advised on these uh, UFC only weekends uh, that I'm pretty much free to cover these on my own, uh, as he doesn't have much to contribute, as he puts it. So, uh, you know, wish he was still here. Uh, and, you know, we'll, I guess we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, but as of right now, Soup does not wish to be involved on UFC-only weekends. So uh, he's still active with Fistful of Cash, uh, still active in the Patreon support, just on these actual physical broadcasts and podcasts. He does not want to be a part of them or has not expressed the desire to be a part of them. Anyway... All that to say, uh, thirty-four to one on your money if you throw that parlay together of Daly, Congo, and Roy Nelson. Super high risk, uh, but thirty-four to one on your money, so not bad. All three of those guys have legit chances of winning. I don't think that that parlay will hit, but you know, there's also people that bet on preseason baseball for World Series and stuff like that. There are certain people out there uh, that have money to throw around, like a. Uh, $250 bet on the Rams only scoring three points and cashing a ticket for 50K. Uh, so good on that, dude. All right, UFC on ESPN this weekend. Hold on, let me get a drink. All right, here we go. Really intriguing matchups on this card, um, ones that I'm, I'm really excited about. Uh, normally, we avoid the prelim cards on breakdowns for the show and stuff like that. However... Uh, for this one, I want to go ahead and leave it. Uh, I actually do want to cover some of these, namely the Aljamain Sterling Jimmy Rivera fight. Aljamain Sterling uh, has looked really good lately. He's sort of on the comeback trail. Uh, both of these, what both these guys have in common, though, is the fact that they both got slept by Marlon Marais, who just beat Rafael Sunsau. Uh I think that Jimmy Rivera is the better fighter here, though, coming in at plus, or I'm sorry, at minus one forty to Sterling's plus one twenty. I think that um, I think that there's a lot to be said with that, and I think that the Rivera wins this fight by a decision. Over unders coming in at two and a half rounds, with the under two and a half coming in at plus two twenty. Both of these guys can finish fights; it's just not what they're known for. Uh, Sterling does really well with his wrestling. Uh, had that really cool knee like uh, knee bar from. Back, I mean, I don't even know how he how he got that thing. His last fight, uh, I, you know, these guys can finish fights. I don't know if taking the under two and a half for plus two twenty is a good play here. Uh, I like Jimmy Rivera in the fight, but this definitely is a pick 'em as far as uh, I guess you would say talent level goes. We've had Jimmy on the show before. I usually pick him in just about every fight, and I'm going to in this one as well. I will say this though: the loser of this fight becomes the becomes a gatekeeper. I don't, you know, Sterling's pretty young in his career, but with the way the bantamweight division's clogged up right now, in order for him to get another title or not another title shot, but rather to just get a title shot, this is an absolute must-win fight for Aljamain Sterling. Absolutely must-win fight uh, for Aljamain Sterling. It's a you better win this fight for Jimmy Rivera, but it's a must-win for Aljamain Sterling. Plus one twenty, 
Not bad value there. I think he has a decent chance, but I like Jimmy Rivera in this fight coming in at minus 140. So that's going to be the play. Jimmy Rivera minus 140. Andre Feely taking on Miles Jury. Uh, Andre Feely's coming in at plus 125. Jury's coming in at minus 145. Jury fights so infrequently, it's hard for me to get hyped up on him. Uh, he was fighting fairly regularly there for a while, then got bit by the injury bug, then took some time off, and now he's starting to sort of turn it around and come back. Um, Andre Feely's been fighting everybody tough. He's just not winning fights. Um, I feel like this one probably goes to the decision. I feel like it's probably going to go to a split decision that's going to leave one fight camp extremely unhappy. I'm going to look for Andre Feely to pull out the upset here. Plus 125. Uh, I like that. So we'll go with Feely plus 125 on this. Vincente Luque, Brian Barbarena. I have bet against Barbarena a couple times and have lost. Um, But that's just because of the, the level of competition he was fighting. Vincente Luque... Looks like an absolute killer. Now, the last time we saw him in the octagon was against Jalen Turner. Very green, very uh, unseasoned guy. Wasn't really sure what he had going on, and uh, the moment was just too big for him. As a result, they brought Jalen Turner back. They put him on fight pass prelims this last event, and he got an outstanding finish victory. So the kid was a UFC-level talent. It's just the moment was too big for him. They put him up, uh, up there against... A, a absolute killer like Luke a, and um, you know it's just it was just too much too soon. Uh, Vincente Luque coming in at minus four fifty, Brian Barberena coming in at plus three fifty. I think as far as winning the fight goes, this is Luque's fight to lose. Uh, if that is the case, though, um, there's no over under currently out on the rounds. I would be tempted to see if you can find it at two, if you can find it at two and a half, take the under two and a half, one and a half though, uh, just based off the durability of Barbarena, I think one and a half might, you might need to go with the over on that. I would probably, if in all honesty, just avoid this fight unless you're tying Luke in with a parlay of some sort, but at minus 450 with no over under on the rounds, just seems pretty avoidable at this point. Uh, next fight, you got the debut of Cron Gracie taking on Alex Caceres. I think that they're trying to just feed Caceres the Cron Gracie. Now, Cron Gracie is not elite level competition tested, but he comes in with a lot of hype behind him. Uh, the UFC is in need of new superstars, and a Gracie that wins fights uh, could be on the upper stratosphere as far as what they could do. Once they get the hype train behind them, so I would think that they're going to give Alex Caceres Cron Gracie because Caceres struggles with uh, submission heavy attacks, and in doing so, Cron Gracie, if he can just survive the creativity of Caceres and wear him down a little bit, I think he handles him pretty easy. Again, no over under on rounds here. Uh, if you find it at one and a half, play the under unless it's, there's no value in it. But minus 310, again, Cron Gracie avoiding. Um, next fight, Courtney Casey, Cynthia Calvillo. I like Calvillo in this fight. We don't bet on women's fights. Like I said, they're just too unpredictable. I like Calvillo, but Courtney Casey's been fighting her ass off lately. She might sneak out a victory here. Uh, plus 265, she might be worth a stab if you're trying to throw a multiplier on a parlay. 
you could do worse than adding Courtney Casey. Uh, more than likely, the two outcomes of this fight are Casey getting tapped out or winning by split decision. Those are the two options. All right, co-main event, James Vick, Paul Felder. I love this fight. Paul Felder coming in at a underdog at plus 100. I'm going to say pound that. Um, I absolutely think Paul Felder is going to win this fight. Here's why I think he's going to win this fight. I don't think James Vick has any heart. I think that James Vick has a lot of quit in him. And he's coming off an absolutely embarrassing knockout loss. Absolutely embarrassing knockout loss to Justin Gaethje uh, in his first headline spot. Talked all that smack and then just got absolutely snuffed out like a candle. Um, That does stuff with your head. I don't think that James Vick uh, is the most mentally tough fighter to begin with. Here's the thing, though, and and, and a a good friend of of mine and a uh, supporter of the show brought this up. James Vick does have slick submissions. So the idea of perhaps like a standing guillotine or something like that uh, is a very real possibility. Uh, Even a standing arm triangle, because Vic has those really long arms, also a very real possibility. Uh, I like the over-under on rounds on this, too, at at two and a half. Uh, I like the under two and a half coming in at plus 125. I'm going to pound... Uh, that Paul Felder line at plus 100 and the under two and a half at plus 125. It's going to be an entertaining fight for however long it lasts. Maybe it will go three rounds and it'll be a war. Uh, you never know. I, I would imagine Vic is going to fight very timid. Uh, Paul Felder at open workouts looked like an absolute shredded madman. So I would, uh, I don't know, man. I, w- I, I would be. I'd be really shocked if if Vic pulled it out. I feel like this line is wrong, uh, but hell, what do I know? All right, Paul Felder plus one hundred playing that. Also playing the under two and a half at plus one twenty five. Cain Velasquez, Francis Ngannou. Cain Velasquez at sea level is the best heavyweight to walk the planet Earth. Um, you know. Uh, all the promo this up this last week has been calling Velasquez the greatest UFC heavyweight of all time. Uh, I would I would agree with that if you add that caveat to it. I mean, obviously, I think Fedor, even though he still has fallen, even though he's fallen on hard times, I still feel like you still have to give him that number one spot. Uh, if you're not giving it to Fedor, I, you know, you almost have to give it to give it to Daniel Cormier. Uh, you know, as far as greatest. You can make an argument, and you know this is why I wish Soup was on here for stuff like this still, is that I know he doesn't agree with me on this, but my take is this, is that Daniel Cormier is arguably, or in my case, not arguably, the greatest mixed martial arts fighter of all time. And I don't say that as a as a antagonistic, hot take sort of mentality. I say that is that every person that he's beaten uh, with the exception of a couple of his early fights everybody that he's ever beaten has been a world champion or a previous world champion so and the only two losses that he has come to guy come to a guy that's tested positive for performance enhancing drugs so I don't I, I don't put weight uh, in those two losses are they are they there yes for sure 
Um, but I feel like you make the or you can make the argument that Cormier is the greatest heavyweight of all time. Now, the only person that he's in company with is Fedor and the guy fighting on Sunday night, which is Cain Velasquez. So you look at the Cain Velasquez Francis Ngannou fight. Now, in doing so with that, you have the absolute one-punch knockout power of Francis Ngannou. If you look at the fight that he just had with Curtis Blades, the way he set that up and the punch he threw to wobble Curtis to bring that fight to an end was very similar um, Was very similar as far as execution goes in the way that uh, JDS knocked out um, Velasquez to win the belt, which again... Even though this isn't the first US the first ESPN card, um, that fight, if I'm not mistaken, was the very first Fox card. The very first fight they ever did for Fox, or fight card they ever did for Fox, was Velasquez versus um, Dos Santos, if I'm not mistaken. Which I don't think I am, but maybe I could be. Um, they don't have over-under on rounds. And I don't have a method of victory yet for these, which is frustrating. Hold on, let me check another sports book real quick while while I've I've got the time to do it. Because another sports book that doesn't pay us doesn't have it. So this other sports book that doesn't pay us, so I'm not going to say their name. Let's see if they have it. Let's see what we got here. And Ganu versus Velasquez. Let's get after it. Let's get after it. Let's see here. Oh, nope, nope. They don't have it out yet. All right, so we'll look at it. Uh, I will update everything on on Instagram tomorrow with a post uh, regarding what's out there and what isn't. I'm gonna go with. It's either man. I hate I hate to pick against Cain Velasquez. I'm not gonna do it. Two years away from the cage is a long time. He's fought two times in the last five years, which is really tough. I think it's going to take him around to get his legs underneath him. I think it's going to take him around to get uh, get his speed together, get his timing. Um, you know, I know obviously he's been training hard. He trains out of AKA, which is probably why his career has been the way that it is because he's constantly hurt because for whatever reason, whatever happens at that gym, those guys are constantly hurting each other. Um I'm going to take Kane, uh, you know, seeing him at minus 160, depending on how much money you feel like throwing at it, that's, you know, there's moderate value there. Over, under on rounds, I like it in the second round. I think Kane by submission in the second round. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily know that he is going to get in uh, Ganu out there, but I feel like this Velasquez and Ganu fight is going to look the way the DC Derek Lewis fight went. I think it's going to play out very much the same, um, namely because Derek Lewis and Francis and Ganu fight uh, very similarly, and DC and Kane are mirror images of themselves. So I think that this fight. Is going to play out similar to that Derek Lewis Daniel Cormier fight. I think Velasquez second round submission. If the over under on rounds is anywhere uh, under two and a half, uh, 
I would say avoid over two and a half. Play it. We'll see once it comes out. It's, it's going to be hard. I think that they're probably going to put it at one and a half. Uh, if and it's one, if it's one and a half. Oh, gosh, if it's one and a half, I'd say I'd say probably play the over. Uh, but we'll have to see what what it, what it comes out at. Uh, and then everything else as far as undercard goes, we'll be covering on an Instagram post prior to the event actually starting. So you'll if you don't have uh, push notifications on us for our for our Instagram posts, get on there, do that. If you don't follow us on Instagram, get on there, do that. Fistful of Cash Podcast. And I don't normally do this, and I haven't been doing it lately, but if you guys would get on and leave us reviews on iTunes, that would be top-notch. Uh, I would really appreciate that. It helps get the podcast a lot more exposure, and it just sort of helps us out. And Plus, I like hearing what you guys have to say. As always, you can follow us uh, on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us uh, on Facebook if that's your thing. We're, we really don't do anything on Facebook, but that's that's available to you. Let me pull up our top countries and cities for you guys. Let's see where we're at. I had it pulled up and then I dropped it. Let me see where I put it. All right. Let's see here for the last episode. Oh, we had a new country added. That's I did make a note for this. We had a new country listen last week. Uh, first time ever getting anyone on there. So we are now officially in 29 countries. We have been downloaded, listened, uh, hopefully subscribed to in 29 different countries, which is just absolutely amazing. Not what I ever thought would happen, but uh, all the same. Super thankful for you guys. All right, top countries. United States. Then we got Australia. So that's that UFC Melbourne Uh you guys really paid attention down in Australia. I appreciate you for that. New subscribers there. Canada, New Zealand as well. Ireland, Bosnia, Germany, the UK, and Spain holding it down as always. Then top cities, Fenton, Missouri, Mountain View, California, LA, Rockville, Maryland, Visalia, California, and Victoria, British Columbia, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and as always, our contingent in Honolulu. Appreciate you guys. Salute all the ladies and the men out there that have been listening to the show regularly in Honolulu. Appreciate you guys. That city is always at the top of the list. Uh, You didn't make it this week, but normally you dominate the top of the list. Uh, But that's it. So the plays are as follows. We'll recap it one more time real quick. Let me pull them up. Let's see here. Just to go ahead and finally put a bow on this bad boy for you. We're going to take Velasquez, and we're going to take Velasquez second round by submission or just with the finish, whatever becomes available. Paul Felder coming in at plus 100 and minus, or I'm sorry, and under two and a half rounds at plus 125, playing both of those. Courtney Casey, Cynthia Cavillo, we don't bet on women fight, but if we were, we might take consider Courtney Casey by decision, split decision, maybe. Probably Cynthia Cavillo by su- submission, though. Alex Caceres, Cron Gracie, we're going to take Cron Gracie. Not a lot of value at minus 310 unless you get him uh, at the over-under at a round and a half. Let's see. Brian Barbarena, Vincente Luque. Luque is coming in at minus 450. Barbarena has a chance to win this fight. It's just not a very good one. Avoid unless you're adding it to a parlay. Andre Feely, Miles Jury. Andre Feely's the play here. Plus 125 on that line. And then Aljamain Sterling, Jimmy Rivera. 
Wouldn't wouldn't blame you guys for avoiding this fight, but Jimmy Rivera minus 140, and we're avoiding the over-under on rounds. There is value, though, in Aljo at plus 120. So if you are a, a fan uh, of either one of those guys, I, I feel like it's a pick em fight. It really is. Even though the line doesn't have it as a pick em, I really think it is, and it could be anybody's uh, on any given night. So Rivera, Feely, Luque, Gracie, Felder, Cain Velasquez. All right, guys, that's it. Appreciate everybody. And uh, if you have any questions or you want more detailed breakdown or your thoughts or plays on anything Bellator or UFC this upcoming weekend, feel free to reach out on Instagram or shoot us an email, fistfulthecashpod at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, and review on iTunes. That goes a long way, and we appreciate it. And uh, if I don't talk to you guys this weekend or this week, I will see everybody next Friday. See you guys.